0: It's BiblioVile, the terrible book exchange podcast where a wife and her husband get each other the worst books they can find.
1: For this episode of BiblioVile, Nick read Girl, Stop Apologizing by Rachel Hollis and I read Warlock Holmes, The Hellhound of the Baskerville by G.S. Denny.
0: Deep brick red, slick cherry Welcome to BiblioVile, the terrible book exchange podcast where a wife and her husband, just the two of them, get each other the worst books they can find. My name is Mick Dickinson. And I'm Susan Dickinson. And we are back here, technically recording on the day it's supposed to release. But, you know, life happens, pregnancy happens, COVID, asymptomatic COVID diagnoses happen. Yeah. And Mild depression don't get done. happens. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, often, it seems, uh, for, all, for us these days. But, you know, the sun's shining a little bit brighter.
1: And you know, it worked out because we only had to coordinate two people's schedules for this episode. Our last two episodes have featured special guest stars, which was very exciting So,
0: well not in order, but well, in order recorded.
1: Yes. Uh we had Ryan Nanny from the Shutdown Full Cast. And uh-huh. we had Tony Ginocchio. Uh, yep. from fan favorite. And of course uh, he's
0: the only fan, so that makes sense why he's the <laughs> fan favorite. <laughs>
1: Um, hey, we have one other fan who also knows Tony Ginocchio. That's how we know Tony Ginocchio. That's yeah, true. So thanks, Michelle.
0: Oh, I thought you to say Nadia.
1: Um so I wanted to uh, I wanted to do a shout out to Tony because we so back in the day, if anyone has been listening for that long, we used to accompany all of our podcast episodes with blog posts. Yeah. Do you and remember then the blog?
0: I do. Do I mean like the URL for it. I'm sure it has since become to defunct.
1: No, I'm sure it is too. But okay. we used to we used to do that and so we used to like a reserve talking points about our books yeah. for the blog post yeah, instead of dingus. Pod. silly boots. That's
0: when we used um, to be able to stay up till eleven. So there's a lot more time in the day.
1: <laughs> yeah, I normally go to bed around seven thirty five. So um it's uh seven eighteen right now, so we better make this a quick Let's get this one. Going. Let's go but tony actually tony. did that with his so yeah. um tony and i read that god awful when the wood is dry edgy catholic thriller it
0: what did the title refer to i never got a firm answer on that other than oh it's un- a it's a verse Moistened. it's like oh. if
1: this is what happens when the wood is wet what will happen when the wood is dry or something like that i
0: see i thought it was just uh, an appreciation for lubricant
1: gross um well it was a book about rape so okay. <laughs> um tony actually did the blog post thing yeah uh tony has a variety of substack newsletters one of which is called goths or Griffs of the holy spirit uh and he wrote about his experience reading that horrific book um so i'll make mick share it on the the biblio twitter because it was pretty good one of my favorite things that tony does when he writes these posts is he i think like me, is often reading two or three books at a time. uh, And then we'll often connect all of the various things that he is reading. Mm. And so um, that was was pretty interesting. But it was also a really good reminder of how absolutely awful that book was. And this week, I got to say was a breath of fresh air.
0: I'm glad to hear it. You did read it very, very fast. I was almost kind of worried because I brought it to you in the Iowa City Public Library while you were watching Teddy, and I think by the time we went to bed that night, you were at least a quarter done.
1: I think I was. Uh, Oh, wait. No, you're going first. Yes,
0: I am. Because- I
1: got you a book that I thought was going to be a bibliophile slam dunk.
0: No. I will tell you uh, that Rachel Hall says, Girl, stop apologizing. A shame-free plan for embracing and achieving your goals. Uh, I honestly, both when I saw it and uh, when I started reading it, I, I was like, Is Susan just having me read this first so she can find out if it's good enough for her to read it? Because we've had conversations about saying I'm sorry too often and uh, had conversations about me going into school and telling my uh, coworkers about, you know, don't worry if you sound bitchy because men can write emails like that, like just write the email or whatever. Uh, And so I honestly am wondering, did you at some subconscious level get this for me so that I would like take a first pass at it and you'd find out if it was good or bad or not?
1: No, I truly thought this book was going to be really bad. So Rachel Hollis um, has sort of gone through this whole arc as an Instagram influencer Mm -hmm. where she got really popular. She came out with her first book, which was called Girl, Wash Your Face um, and was sort of this like hyper relatable
0: influencer
1: um, and was super popular and then kind of, had some mishaps, tripped a little bit into grifter status. She tried to do these workshops where she charged a bunch of money and then none of it ever got off the ground. Um, And then uh, had a a, a pretty famous social media mishap where um, she was like talking in a pretty derogatory way about her cleaning lady um, Mm. and was basically talking about how, like, I have what I have because I wake up at 5 in the morning and I work my ass off and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, so does probably your cleaning lady. Like, yeah, it was just, like, some pretty tone-deaf stuff that happened on social media and had a bit of a fall from grace. Um, and I remember when all of that was happening, I had no idea who she was, so I was looking into it. I still And that. I kind of, it, like, some of it, at least in the first book, seemed like just really trite, like, girl power advice. And so I thought it was going to be really silly.
0: Oh, make no mistake. It's, like, not... It's kind of dumb or whatever. But you have to remember that we've read several self-help books at this point in the season. And uh, this one uh, had focused, specific, actionable advice. So that already puts it heads and shoulders above most of the other... It did not require me to... uh, Create the secret, you know, to, to make stuff happen. What's that mm-hmm. called? Not mesticizing. Manifest. Manifesting. Mesticizing is very bad. is, you know, whatever. yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, she obviously personally is a person that I would not like. Uh, she is also wearing a necklace that has an R, assumedly for Rachel on the cover. Oh, uh, yeah, that's
1: that's a big thing. You got to wear your own initial as jewelry.
0: What if your name's Julie?
1: Then you wear J. <gasps>
0: Um, so I will say one thing that I did not know was a a pet peeve of mine that I found out is, you know, how in introductions, when it's not the first chapter, it's just the introduction. They use uh, Roman numerals instead of numbers. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that's fine. But when you get up to 23, you should probably just use numbers.
1: It's probably just a chapter at that point. Like, you just, this is just the first chapter of your book. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: So I did not, I do not know who Rachel Hollis is. I don't care. And frankly, I will never find out, even though you just told me. Uh, You're not going
1: to follow her on the gram?
0: I do not have an Instagram. So no, but uh, she is. That sort of perfect mommy blogger, where it's like, I don't know how religious you are because you keep referencing it, but never as like a core concept. And so uh, that sort of thing. Uh, she, I mean, this is called Girl Stop Apologizing. It's, ba- it's basically just like, hey, go do your thing, even if you're a mom or a wife or a girlfriend or a daughter. And don't let that stop you. Uh, the th- the maddest I got was at the beginning. She says, some people say we only use 10% of our brain. Uh, but she never says that doing the same thing over and over again is the definition of insanity. <laughs> so I remain. I remained- think
1: every self-help book we've read has had that. So I'm glad this broke the streak because I know how much you hate that. I,
0: yes, I hate it so much more. Uh, so it's basically like women, you need to find your dream and you need to act towards it, but more than just like, uh, manifesting your way there, uh, and yelling at you about, you know tiger woods gets to play golf for a living so why can't you like that fucking chicken soup for the soul asshole yeah. this is like no your dream principles. might be yeah your dream might be running a marathon and like what are you going to do to make that happen yeah. like uh your dream obviously it trended towards hustle culture your dream might be to like start a etsy business or start a real business not that etsy business aren't real but like it was mostly about how you're gonna make more money yeah but then again, a lot of these other dreams, would be kind of hard to say, like, well, I really dream about finally beating Dark Souls. And it's like, okay, you're going to have to set time aside, which is true, but it's kind of a downer. Uh, but all in all, it really actually took the time to say, here's the thing you can do to make that happen. Okay. Uh, which was a little, uh, it threw me for a loop. It started, of course, with the excuses that people put out for why they can't do it. But it did take some time to shout out that you're not just like actually making excuses. Like these are challenges that are in your way, not necessarily you just being lazy or whatever. So like, Okay,
1: I do really like that. Yeah.
0: So like you are in fact busy, but that just means that you have to intentionally set aside time Mm -hmm. for this stuff. Like it's not just going to happen. You have to intentionally create the time for it. Like you are busy, but that can't be why you don't do things. And so it's like... All right, that's a very fine line to run and you managed to do it. So uh, I will say this is the first of our self help books uh, that I have actually put something into practice because she said every Sunday, me and my husband sit down and we talk about our schedules for the rest of the week and decide like, where are we going to need to cover for each other? Like what sort of stuff? Is, is happening this week that we need each other to be available instead of like getting to that night and saying, well, I need you or this thing, that or the other. So now in our chalkboard wall, instead of just having dinners planned, we also have events written out that we need to like m- keep on each other's radar because I've always been very bad with calendars. Yeah. So.
1: I actually have already, even in the like, Forty-eight hours since I've been home, found that very helpful. Yeah.
0: So, uh, congrats to Rachel Hollis. I guess you've you've changed one man into uh, organizing his life slightly better.
1: I do actually. This is a this is a thing I've seen from other like parent influencers, but I really like the language of like you need your partner to cover for you mm-hmm. um, because I think I have made my stance very clear on. Uh, for any parent framing it as babysitting their own children. Um, but also just of like, it, it it's not like a, it's not a, I'm not doing you a favor by watching yeah. Teddy while you're at a soccer game. Like I'm mm-hmm. covering for you because we're a team and I feel like that is actually really healthy language.
0: Yeah. So that's good. All
1: right. Rachel Hollis. Yeah. Uh,
0: there is one line that gets to the same idea of doing the same thing over and over again and Sandy without being fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and it is that uh, you can't have you can't have something different without doing something different.
1: Okay, that's a much again a much better way yeah. of saying
0: that. And so I, I really like that. It, it talks about uh, if you're actually going to make anything happen, you have to focus on one thing at a time. So if you have a particularly big dream, then maybe that's about breaking it into small goals or whatever, so you can do one of those goals at a time. Uh, like step-by-step stuff or just avoiding saying, I want to run a marathon and be the best, uh, you know, get a promotion and do this. And do the other thing, like if you're doing one, you're not doing the others. Like this is a book that's very aware of opportunity costs, mm-hmm. which is very new and fresh to read in a self-help book.
1: Don't half-ass two things, whole last one thing.
0: Indeed. Uh, and then she uh, takes a par- uh, a, uh, a chapter away from this book called Girls Stop Apologizing to talk about feminism for a second. Uh, and what's very funny is given her Probably usual audience of mommy blog Date uh, people uh, You know trans conservative And whatnot, uh, And so she really was like Well I know we all have our own feelings about feminism And I know I'm not here to change your mind about this sort of thing But I think it's just really a basic idea That women deserve to pursue their own dreams And everything I'm like yeah that's what feminism Dude like you need to just lean into this Like stop trying no, to say that you're the, not
1: Don't use the phrase lean in <laughs>
0: Uh, stop saying that you're not a feminist and then say a bunch of feminist stuff. She's like, I'm not asking you to burn your bra. I'm just asking you to recognize the patriarchy's role in telling women that they have to make other people happy. I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's like... That's the whole point, bud. That is, that is so uh, Feminism 102, like beyond Rosie the Riveter and voting. Yeah. Li- then there's like patriarchal expectations of women. So I'm here to tell you, I don't care what stuff is at the beginning. You should just say like, that's what... like take do us all a favor and just take the ability to brand it back outside of fucking
1: uh, blue hair and yelling uh,
0: (laughs) like whatever. Uh, So that was the only chapter I was like, well, you could have done a lot better to actually say something with your, your platform. uh, But this is your typical, I don't give a damn what anybody else thinks me and my hoo-ha. And like, (laughs) I say shit and I also uh, go to the bathroom sometimes. Like, (sighs) What? I'm not the best mom in the world. Sometimes my kids are wild. It's like <laughs> you gotta kind of commit a little bit if you're gonna do this. I'm not like other girls' motivational thing. Yeah. Uh, at one point, she does talk about how she met some of her fans while she was mommy blogging, and she had like a big exodus because people would ask her like, "How do you do it all?" And she goes, "I don't. I have a nanny, and like my husband does a lot of the stuff, and like I have a team that helps me and stuff." And they were like, bah and like stopped reading and got really mad at her because they felt that she was being fake or something like that she's like no it is just literally impossible to do all this stuff yeah in one day and, like i'm running and, a business
1: and she has the resources to do that
0: yeah fucking rich but yeah um any uh
1: yeah so
0: pretty good book that i didn't really read all the way through because once i decide i didn't hate it then what's the point of reading it you know
1: I'm I'm judging you silently because you've it's not been, silent anymore. You've been home for the last two days. When would I have
0: time? I was oh, I was yeah. I was quarantining for asymptomatic COVID that I did not even feel slightly sick on. When would I ever have time to read a book?
1: It's your second time quarantining for asymptomatic COVID. Yeah, well,
0: this time I finished my Warhammer project in that time. <laughs> got a couple raptors for the chaos marines no big deal Word i feel bearers. like
1: um i made a mistake because when mick found out that he tested positive uh and we knew he was gonna have to quarantine i said here's the deal anytime you test positive for covid you're allowed to buy a warhammer thing so now yeah. you're just gonna be it's gonna be like chicken pox parties in the 80s you're just gonna be out here trying to you're get right. COVID. i
0: am in a public school that is indeed <laughs> what it's like oh, wow.
1: i also asked mick why do Keep getting COVID, and he was like, "I work with a bunch of teenagers who have no sense of self." Actually, scratch that; they only have a sense of self. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I'm really funny. That was a good one. I liked it.
1: Hey, Mick. Hey, you, you also see. got me a pretty good book. Woo! I, I was <laughs> a little bit be a short episode. I of was W-Mile. a little bit
0: worried that it was good, but I mean, read the back. It like if it was good, it was at least wild. I hope.
1: Well, one of the blurbs on the back says, "I laughed like a loon throughout." Uh, you got me, Warlock Holmes, the Hellhound of the Baskerville. Because we, that I think that
0: counts as extended universe, even oh, if yeah, it's 100%. more of a take than it is an extended universe book. But
1: yeah, and and I so I actually um, probably right after. Uh, Squeaks was born, I had asked a friend of Michelle's for book recommendations because she had recommended a few series in the past that I really liked. And yes, I was very in, I got really into Cozy Mysteries because that was... I believe it's Cozy's Mystery. Cozy's Mystery because that was um, kind of at the right level for what my brain was able to process immediately postpartum while not sleeping. Uh, But a couple of the series that she recommended are takes on Sherlock Holmes because that became... Public domain. Yeah, public domain. Can't wait
0: for the Great Gatsby urban fantasy. Uh, oh, shit.
1: We should copyright, definitely... Copyright, copyright, copyright. That. That's going to be our next... That's going to be our next can't season trademark it, huh? is just going to be Great Gatsby books. <laughs>
0: Fuck, that's good. <laughs>
1: that's it would have to do a lot of good. EPUBs because
0: I haven't made it to market yet.
1: That's so. That's What about just like fine. public
0: domain books? Yeah. And then we have to write one at the end.
1: Oh, God, that's going to be our Ramo project.
0: Yeah, we'll do it in between the seasons.
1: What are we doing, man? I do Let's end Yuck. this recording right now. Um, So I have now read a couple of those series, and so I feel like I'm starting to get more familiar with some of the, like, I don't yeah. know that I've ever actually read any Arthur Conan Doyle. Have you ever read any Sherlock Holmes? Like, I think I'm only familiar with it because of TV shows and, like, the culture.
0: What do you think Gatsby would be urban fantasy-wise? A vampire. I suppose, but then what's everybody else? But then he-
1: Succubi, Incubi, Fairy, Fae. What's
0: Nick? Is he the FBH in the group?
1: Yeah, he's the FBH. No, he has to be slightly no, something
0: because he is- he's, he's within and without. Uh, so what? I if- was
1: going to say he could be the Derek.
0: Derek is a badger. Thank you very much. Then Nick could be Chase. a werebadger is the chase maybe he's like half fae his his mother yeah
1: he's he's you're right i think he does have to be half blood what's so, daisy
0: well you said succubi but she's not she's not especially sexual
1: no i feel like that's the woman who Jordan? dies
0: oh yes meryl
1: yeah she's the succubi
0: mm. 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 and the the auto body shop guy is the dark mage who summoned her that yeah man. for sure nice
1: you better start taking notes. Fuck, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Wet
0: bar's pretty good. Wet bar's pretty good. <laughs> and so we beat on boats. I couldn't fucking... In my younger and more venerable years, my father gave me some advice that I've been turning over in my head ever since. He said to me, aim for the head. <laughs>
1: Oh, no. Yeah. Oh no. Mick's going to stay up till two in the morning writing this the, in a Google Doc. The Great Goolsby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Great Batsby. The, the Great Yeah, batsby.
1: that's it. That's the one. You know what they say,
0: second thought best thought.
1: Yeah. Mick, I'm surprised you have not already opened the Google Doc to start I am taking if not
0: notes. a committed listener. Anyway, whatever fucking book you were talking about.
1: <laughs> um, so The game's afoot once more as the long-suffering Dr. John Watson and a bedridden and somewhat pungent warlock Holmes face off against Moriarty's gang, the Pinkertons, flesh-eating horses, a parliament of imps, boredom, Surrey, a succubus, an overly Canadian aristocrat, a tricycle fight to the death, and the dreaded pump crow. Oh, and a hellhound, one assumes. So,
0: yeah, that's uh that's that's why I got you the book.
1: So this book opens with a scene where there is a prostitute who is posing yeah, you're with as a me so far. who is posing as a flower seller so that she has plausible deniability if the cops question what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Watson is trying to buy flowers from her. But, but she, she doesn't under she thinks, she thinks that they're just like, like playing along you know, and uh, using uh, yeah. euphemism. Uh and he is legitimately trying to buy flowers. And so um it it was actually here, let me read. I have an excerpt that I was gonna read from this. Um but so they're like arguing back and forth because he is actually trying to buy this feels, flowers. This feels her. more
0: like a uh, uh Douglas Adams than Arthur Cronin Doyle.
1: At last, the sergeant on duty was forced to admit that I had broken no written law and that he was therefore compelled to release me, but that he personally found my lifestyle disgusting and that I really ought to look look to my eternal soul.
0: He thinks he's gay. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. Buying too many buttercups these days.
1: So... They, so he was trying to buy flowers because when we get back to the, the Baker Street house, 221B Baker Street, mm. um, Holmes is dead. Ah, and all right, books. Uh, Watson is, um, he, he well, okay, I'm gonna back up. We're pretty sure Holmes is dead, but every once in a while, his heart will beat. Like once every few hours, his heart will beat. And so, do
0: they, do they just sit there holding it for an hour until it beats again?
1: I don't know. So then, how do they know? Okay. So, I don't know. Watson's a doctor. So, Watson is basically like, I can't bury you until I know for sure that you're dead. But you're decaying like his body is starting to decompose we've filled the entire apartment with flowers Mm. to try to cover the stench um and then he is trying to figure out what to do Um, stick through the heart well Well, no he doesn't want to kill him he he's trying to figure out like is he actually dead or is there something i can do to bring him back uh he describes um, he is basically sleeping on a pile of books because he feels super guilty sleeping in a bed with his dead friend close by. I had a few blankets on it and a handy side table constructed of ancient tomes of unspeakable evil upon which I often balanced a cup of tea. Um, so the book is honestly like, it's fun it's super fast like part of the reason why I read it so quickly is it's just really fast paced it's really easy to read mm-hmm. um, it's a couple of short stories and then the main part of it like over half of the book is oh. The Hound of the Baskervilles um, so we get a couple of real quick short stories and then a longer one um, let's see I need to find someone capable of stealing from me who wishes to hurt Moriarty's criminal empire and somebody close. By God, I only have until tomorrow to find help. The Chinese triad does not operate here, not in force. The Yakuza would never cross Moriarty. The Pinkerton's rivalry with Moriarty is well known, but how could I possibly get one of his agents here all the way from America? Well, you may have some luck there, I told him. Alan Pinkerton has hundreds of agents in his employ. I'm sure there must be one or two in London. Holder waved this away. No, no, I don't mean one of those mundane men in Pinkerton's employ. I mean one of his true agents. There are only nine. Nine? Nine writers clad in black. Woe to you if you should ever meet one, Dr. Watson. What are they, then? Pinkerton the Nazgul? <laughs> But the nine have not been seen to walk abroad for many a year. They sleep, it is said, in some faraway land, a land of gray skies and shattered hopes where no man ever smiles. That's England. Philadelphia, I seem to recall. Um, So in the first short story. What's that?
0: I said go birds.
1: Go birds. Um, In the first story, uh, this guy, his his last name is Holder. And uh, his whole thing is that he is a keeper of magical objects and oh. there's an an item called the barrel coronet. Um and it was stolen from his home and so he's looking for homes to get help. I see I think that
0: Squiggs Boop Shorterly plays the barrel coronet.
1: <laughs> Can you say that one more time?
0: Squiggs Boop Shorterly <laughs> or whatever plays the barrel coronet.
1: Can you say that five times fast? Squigs
0: boobs shortly. Squigs boobs shortly. <laughs> Squigs boobs shortly. Tiny um, Dinky Daffy played drums. He's on a Colgate Comedy Hour.
1: I <laughs> do what's happening. Um, Essentially, what winds up happening by the end of the story is that um, they find the cornet. It is a magical object that can bring people back to life. Oh, and so Watson uses it on Holmes. Uh. Is this a, like a trumpet? No. Oh. Um, it's like a.
0: It's a small ice cream cone? No, it's like a oh, necklace. a cornado. Sorry.
1: It's like a necklace.
0: Oh, like With a coronation coronet? Maybe. I don't know.
1: It's not a trumpet. It's oh. definitely a necklace. I wish it was a
0: trumpet because then I could input the little sound <laughs> of the skeleton playing the trumpet.
1: Um, Doot. Holmes comes back to life. They solve the mystery. What is funny about this book is that Holmes is not actually a good detective Mm. in the reality of this book. Um, Holmes is a really powerful magician, so he can commune with demons and he can get them to do his bidding yeah. or find out information for him. So he solves crimes by using magic, um, which most people in the world don't know exists. Mm. So he is being a really big risk taker by using magic in the way that he does. More like
0: Sherlock Tomes.
1: But it's Watson who solves mysteries and solves crimes by paying attention to small details and putting together clues. Mm -hmm. So so the thing that's kind of funny throughout the book is watching sort of this interplay of they're both trying to solve the same mystery or murder or crime or whatever. Um, And the way that you expect it to be solved in a Sherlock Holmes knockoff, that's all done by Watson. Mm -hmm. And... Holmes does none of that because he is just a sledgehammer of magic. Um, so that's that's pretty funny. Uh, there is at one point Holmes has a demon friend uh, who is in charge of reality. His name is R H E T T, and his last name is spelled K H A N.
0: Boo. Retcon.
1: Uh, and at no, one point Holmes says. Retconning a thing always causes more problems than it solves.
0: <laughs> Too meta. Hat on a hat.
1: A deerstalker hat
0: on a deerstalker hat.
1: I thought it was funny. So the short stories that we get, um, they so Holmes comes back to life in the adventure of the blackened barrels. Uh he we get to see him use his magic in a completely chaotic way, um, to solve a mystery of a race horse uh Mm. then he what's the horse's name uh silver blaze then he closes a gateway to another world that's in um a part of england that's really boring and so the people there are like don't close it this is the most interesting thing that's ever happened here uh and then the main part of the book is the hellhound of the baskervilles um where we basically learn that um Holmes is like 250 years old and is one of the most powerful wizards in the world, mm. um, which kind of sets us up for presumably the next book in the series. When he series. becomes
0: Sherlock the White.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> it was it was silly. There were some parts of it that were a little much. I actually found the character of Holmes himself really annoying. Good. Um, but... Overall, it was a really enjoyable read. Like it was fun to read. The dialogue was pretty witty. I really liked the character of Watson. I feel like I haven't actually read any of the source material. So like I don't know. I don't know the stories that it's playing off of. but yeah, it's more I kind like wanna... of want those
0: things we just sort of know.
1: yeah, like you just know definitely not because of the BBC
0: series. We were far above that at the time. We were too cool
1: for that. Mm, I remember watching that when we were in college. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Maybe I should go back and read them. See how uh, similar or dissimilar they are to Warlock Holmes. Did you
0: know that uh, Arthur Conan Doyle kept trying to kill off Sherlock Holmes because he's like, I want to write other books, but the popular people wouldn't let him?
1: Well, at one point, he did kill off Holmes and then had to find a really elaborate way to bring him back. Just like the BBC. Yeah. Um, So anyway, not terrible. If you are into Sherlock Holmes knockoffs, this is probably going to be your speed.
0: And then speaking of which, Great Gatsby, Great Batsby knockoff coming out fall 2024. Keep an eye on the the variety pages or wherever those pub pub G. Oh,
1: my gosh. We honestly... That would be because we already sort of did that with our episode where we each read different takes on Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice, because I read Pride and Prejudice and Dragons, and
0: I read uh, the debutante queen version of which
1: you actually really liked, and then I read it and I liked it too. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Was it Emma? No, because that's no, it was list. definitely Pride and Prejudice. Beverly
0: was the name of your book. Yes. Thank you, what, Laura.
1: What else? What else is in public domain that we could do if we did a season? I mean, of this?
0: Anything older than The Great Gatsby. Horatio hmm. Alger, Mark Twain books. I don't think that that's quite as famous. I think The Great no. Gatsby is the first famous book, if I think about it, other than The Bible, which when you think about it is like a bunch of books.
1: At least seven.
0: But yeah, just like Mary Higgins Clark. <laughs> <laughs> at least seven
1: of them. I, still, I also at some point would like to do a season where we exclusively read authors that have written more than 20 books. We got your James Pattersons, your J.D. Robbs. Your Stephen's King. Your Stevens King. King your Mary's Higgins, 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 Higgins Clark. Mary Higgins is Clark. There you go. Anyway. Anyway. All right, well, it is, uh, it's past my bedtime by 11 minutes. Yeah, we've fulfilled our contractual obligations. Oh, so I gotta go. All right, thank you guys for
0: uh, sticking around when we don't have a third person to, to give us terrible books. Just so Liven up happens. this piece. Yeah, we, we accidentally get be nice to each other. <laughs> Ugh, can, you, uh, can you think of anything worse? So uh, my name is Mick Digginson. You can find me on Twitter
1: at DiggyMile. You can find the uh, podcast on Twitter at BiblioVile. I'm going to have Mick share um, Tony's post where he talks about the book that we read because it's very good. Uh, you can find me on Twitter for a little while longer. I think I'm probably going to leave Twitter pretty soon because it's, it's not it's not very fun anymore. But for the time being, you can find me on Twitter at Susan J. You can also find me on Instagram where I exclusively post pictures of our dog. Yeah, our intro
0: music is Candy Apple Red by the band Annabelle Chairlegs. Good night, everybody. Good night, Tony.